4: Better late than never. Welcome. Welcome.
2: It's my favorite.
4: Fucking Anton Lander. Fucking my Anton eggs Lander.
2: Eggs. Lander. Really
4: like All right, we're going to turn it down. We're going to get started. <clears throat> yes, Jesus. Jesus. Hello. Ceases. Welcome. Turning the intro down, gonna get started, just jump right in, better late than never. It is Wednesday, I'm back on schedule this week, although wasn't easy to be here on schedule this week, I'll tell you about that in a sec. First I want to give a shout out to the audio department for making it all possible, check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca, book yourself some studio time, record a podcast, record an album, record a mixtape, record your spoken poetry jam. Whatever you want. They are good people over there. They will help you out, and you will sound better than I could ever dream, though they are working on it with me. So shout out to the audio department. I'm going to give Waz a call here in a little bit. He made a a fun little article that's going up on Oilers Nation tomorrow at 7 a.m. about your first favorite oiler, the person that made you fall in love with the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm looking forward to it. First, though, I'm going to start off on just... I don't even... I'm just going to go into it. I had a bad start to the week just it that's it is what it is so i'll tell you the story um late monday if you were in the city on monday you know that it was extremely hot here 30 degrees hot as fuck it was super humid like it was one of those scorcher days in the summer you go Whew, it does get hot in edmonton huh damn so as a result took my dog frank Y'all know him. If, you, if you're if you listening to this, you know my dog, Frank. So I took him for a walk to the park that evening when it had cooled off a little bit. I don't know, probably a, an hour cruise or so, something in there. And when we got home, everything was all good. He went into his kennel and had a sleep for about an hour, which is totally normal and on par for the course with just kind of how he acts after a long walk. He was doing a lot of running, a lot of sprinting. He was, He's a fast as fuck, boy. He is fast as fuck, boy. But after about an hour, nine, 90 minutes in his bed, again, that part's normal. I go, all right, Frank, come on, let's go outside. Or uh, come to bed, I should say. Well, let's go to bed. And as he got out of his... Oh, I'm going to get emotional just saying it. <clears throat> as he got out of his kennel, he couldn't stand. He was completely wobbly. His legs were giving out underneath him. Um, He had no balance at all. His eyes were looking at me and they looked scared. Um his head was droopy and bobby. Um so I understandably at least I freaked out a little bit and actually a lot. And I popped car uh Frank in the car and I drove him straight to the emergency vet. So by the time we got to the emergency vet it's you know it's past midnight probably. And he's completely wobbly. He's He can't walk in a straight line. Um, I had him sitting. I was just looking at him before I left my house. And I was like, he was sitting on his, on his bed in my kitchen. And I just said, Frank, shake. Because I wanted to see just kind of where he was at. And he fell over. He couldn't even just lift one paw. He fell over. And so I took him to the emergency vet right away. Um, I was scared. I was freaking out. So... Get there, and uh, I was worried that he had heat stroke. A lot of the symptoms were there. He was disoriented. He was kind of confused. He was, you know, it was a very hot day. He's a short-faced dog, so it's a real concern. And I just, I was really scared that I overdid it, and I pushed him, and in my head, I was like, but he was having so much fun. He didn't seem tired, and like, what did I do wrong? They did the tests for... Heat stroke, and fortunately it was not that fortunately he had something else in a park near my house which was where we were on that walk frank somehow found and ingested a pill so frank uh ate someone's drugs essentially it was i think the third test they gave him where which was a narcotics exam and uh, it came back positive. It came back positive for a barbituate. I didn't even know what that was. I had no idea what it was. Initially, when they said they wanted to do a drug test, it was because over the last couple of years, they've had a lot of late night visits at the emergency vet where, you know, a dog had gotten into somebody's edibles or, you know... um, something accidental or something like you could kind of think about. But in this situation, it was a a hard drug that he ingested and uh, fucked him up, fucked me up. So we get the test results back from his narcotics exam that showed that he had uh, involuntarily or accidentally ingested a barbiturate. The good news was um, at that point in the evening, it was about 3 a.m., I guess, at that point, he had started to kind of, I wouldn't say liven up. Uh, that's not what I would say. That's not how I would put it. But he just, he he was looking more alert than he had been a couple hours earlier when I first got there. And so the vet ultimately recommended a couple of things. He said one would be to leave him here on a drip overnight to get all of this out of his system. But then he said, but listen he's he's looking better since even since he got here. I think you can probably take him home and monitor him, and obviously we're open 24-7, and if anything happens, rush right back here. Fortunately, I'm very lucky that there's a uh, an emergency vet not far from my house here in the West End. And, uh... <clears throat> When I got home, I had, to, I had to wake him up every two hours, every 90 minutes to make sure that he could awake from what was ultimately a deep sedative that he took. So thankfully, um, thankfully, he's okay. You know, as I'm recording this right now, he's sleeping beside me. The vet told us like, listen, this is what he took. Um, these are generally why they're given out. This is how they're abused these days because of course we have fucking abuse everything as a people. So expect him to sleep for a day or two while he starts to kind of get it out of his system and work it out. And as I'm sitting here recording today, it's 4.54 on Wednesday afternoon. He's still like, he's, he's more back to himself. So the good news is that Frank's going to be okay and he is okay. Um, but man, that's scary. <clears throat> so I don't even know where I'm going with this outside of just like sharing my life with you. You welcome me into your ears or wherever you're listening to this right now. So I'm welcoming you into my life. And All right, relax. Frank's okay. No need to tear up, bag milk. You're okay. But I guess the takeaway from this is uh, got to be really careful. You know, it could be a one in a million accident that Frank ate something off the ground. He's not the kind of dog that just eats things, generally speaking, but sometimes he is a dog, and if he thinks something is food, he'll try and eat it, and a lot of times his drop-it is really good. His leave-it is okay. His drop-it is excellent, but his leave-it is okay, and most of the time I just, I get him to drop it, or he doesn't even go for it, or this was one of those ones where I don't even know when it happened or what he ate, you know? because he's just down on the ground sniffing and he was on his long line so he was 40 feet away from me and he was just cruising and living his best life so i guess if you have a dog or a pet or an animal or a kid or whatever you know just be careful because uh arguably one of the most scared i've been in quite some time so good news is that frank's okay good news is that frank's gonna bounce back (laughs) Frank is looking at me very confused right now. He's like, why are you upset, bro? We just had a walk just now. It was all good. Admittedly, I'm a little bit freaked out, and uh, we'll probably stick with the short leash for a minute, even though that's more my issue than his issue. But um, just be careful, because I was legitimately scared there for a little bit that I might lose him, and very thankful to the emergency vet on the West End for helping me out. And uh, if there's a funny part of this story, which there is, I'll get to it, when you get your dog a drug test, they will give you back the drug test. So now I have a narcotics exam that shows that Frank could not piss a piss test if he tried, at least today. So that part kind of makes me laugh only because he's okay and only because he's back to normal and only because I got lucky. But uh, it's kind of a reminder of, uh, well, that in my credit card bill, of course. If you've ever been to an emergency vet, let me tell you, they don't give you a discount, <clears throat> but I'm grateful anyway. I would do it a thousand times, a thousand times out of a thousand. I regret nothing. Just happy my dude's okay. So if you have a dog, the vet told me that this is becoming a problem in the city where dogs are inadvertently eating things on the ground. It could be a joint. It could be a roach of a joint. It could be an edible, It could be a pill like it was the case in Frank's situation. Just be careful is all I guess all I'm asking if you have a dog because dogs are going to dog. And as much as we try to watch them as best we can, um, sometimes sometimes things still come up. So, sorry for the bummer. Sorry for the bummer. That's, well, that wasn't what I had planned to start off the podcast here today. Um, <laughs> but uh, it happened and I wanted to share it. So be careful. Hug your dog. Hug your dog. Let's get to the news. all right bag milk put together i've got a show to do the news is brought to you by me if you want to if you want to sponsor this segment hit me up bagmilk.oilersnation.com i've got space for you i'll make you a deal i'll cut you a deal how's that I want to start off with a story that Waz wrote at OilersNation.com. Again, I'm going to be calling Waz here. I'm trying something new. Again, this goes back to the presidential debates that we want to have and just the fun that I want to have with the boys. I want to test out the the Bluetooth capabilities on the Rodecaster a little bit more in terms of how it works with my phone. So I'm going to call Waz about an article he wrote, your first favorite oiler, who made you fall in love with the Oilers? Um, <clears throat> but first, the article that Waz wrote yet a couple of days ago really took off on the website. Really, really took off on the website. It was Darnell Nurse appeared on Luke Gazdick's podcast, Mits Off, and he dropped the line. I feel like I've been blamed for everything from a goal against traffic on Stony Plain Road. And I thought it was hilarious. You know, I thought it was hilarious. They were talking about expectations and pressure was signing a deal of the contract, signing a deal of the magnitude that Darnell Nurse signed. And he was incredibly honest and he was incredibly candid. And I quote, I mean, there was expectation before I signed the contract of what I think I'm capable of performing at and being at each night and every night. I think the value or whatever you want to describe it is going to bring. I mean, I've played myself in a high-pressure market since I first came into league. Like it's great, it's great. For me personally, I love it because there's that juice. There's fire in the summer. And when it comes to the naysayers, I quote Darnallner says, I mean, you have to. You also have to take a lot of stuff with the grain of salt. Like sometimes I feel like I've been blamed for everything from a goal against on to the traffic on Stony Plain Road, right? So it's like you just have to be really cognizant of what that pressure you put on yourself. There's no one that's going to expect more out of me than me, and that's something that has been instilled in me since I was very young. So yeah, there's pressure that comes along with that. This morning on my radio hit on Cruise, I talked about Darnell Nurse and specifically that quote. And it was just kind of interesting because to me, it reminds me very much of the Sean Horkoff situation. He signed that massive deal after putting up 70 plus points. The Oilers went to the Stanley Cup finals that year. And for him, a 5.5 over five or six. I don't remember exactly what it was now. That was a huge deal at the time. And for a lot of people, they never let Hork live it down that he signed a contract they felt was too much money. Now, listen, Darnell Nurse, I feel like that contract's too much too. I'm with you. But some of the some of the vitriol and the blame that goes his way is just, to me, is completely wild. Completely wild. I actually think he's going to be much better this year, having a second year of Matthias Ekholm on the team, because ultimately, I think that... Um, it's going to help him calm down. He won't have to feel like he has to do so much because he's got another stud there right there with him in Matthias Ekholm. And I think that's going to help Darnell Nurse's game a lot. So that's my theory. That's my hope for this season. But I think I'm right. I think I'm right. So if you want to go check out Waz's article, it's a good one. Uh, you can read a bunch of the quotes or go watch the Mitsoff podcast with Luke Asik is on uh, YouTube. Speaking of Matthias Ekholm, however, want to give a shout out to... Matthias Eckholm and his lovely wife, who just gave birth to a young man named, hang on, wait for it, wait for it. They named him Leon. Leon Eckholm. Now, did they name him after Leon Drysaddle? Probably not. But what I would say is, will that child harness the power of Leon Drysaddle while also harnessing the power of his dad's beard? Probably. Probably so. So I want to congratulate the Ekholm family on their newest edition. And frankly, I love that it happened here. So to Ida and Matthias Ekholm, congrats. Thank you for adopting our city as your own. Thank you for summering here. Thank you for spending the time with us. I think it's great. I love that you're here. I'm excited that you're still here. And congratulations on the baby. Right? Good to have a baby in the off season. You're not going to sleep, Matthias. At least not for a little bit, you know? At least not for a little bit. So, to me, I think this is great. I love it. I think everything about it is excellent. And you know what? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. In other news, we are still waiting on Ryan McLeod and his new contract. What I want to know is now that we're at July 26th, as I record this. Are we going to arbitration? And if we're going to arbitration, do I need to do another reenactment of what that looks like?
5: Do you need me here? Do you want to do another arbitration reenactment? I know we did that a couple of weeks ago, but Satan's always ready to tell you why you suck. No, Satan, I don't need your help right now, but
4: maybe if we get a little bit closer. According to Frank Saravalli uh, on the DFO rundown from Monday, Alina wrote about it at OilersNation.com, so you can check out all the quotes there as well. I quote... The team that's hurting the most from this is the Edmonton Oilers trying to get Ryan McLeod done because I think they were trying to wedge him in just south of $2 bucks or just south of $2 bucks, and now that number is sadly going to look like $2.5 million. At some point, that number is going to become, I don't want to say unpalatable, but it's really going to be hard for them to swallow because they're really going to have to squeeze Evan Bouchard. Gregor said, I had heard that the McLeod negotiations were pretty close. Sarah Valley says, I don't think that's accurate. So you've got two people there who have access to the organization and Jason and Frank saying opposite ends of, 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 of the spectrum, I guess. But we'll see where it plays out. We'll please see where it plays out. Another angle on this is Gregor wrote Philip Kurasev's arbitration, arbitration award, good for Ryan McLeod. He was awarded $2.25 million with Chicago. And now that's looking like it might be kind of where McLeod lands up because Kurasev, his, his points were, you know, lesser on a prorated over 82 game basis than McLeod's were, so... I don't know, man. I don't know. We're going to see what happens here. But Ryan McLeod is turning into more of a story than I thought it would be. And I don't blame him from his perspective either. Like, I'm trying to think of it from his side. He got squeezed by the Oilers last year when he signed for 798. And this year, he's probably saying, listen, fuck you. At least fuck you a little bit. I just hope it doesn't go to arbitration because then it gets ugly. So I'm really hoping both sides come to a deal before that.
5: I wanted to go to arbitration so that we have to do another reenactment. And I get to make you very uncomfortable by airing out all your secrets and all the things that you feel sensitive about.
4: (laughs) Quiet down, Satan. But where does that leave Evan Bouchard? Because Evan Bouchard's agent's got to be on the phone with Ken Hall and being like, let's get a deal done. And he goes, I can't get something done unless this arbitration thing gets handled. And then Evan Bouchard's agent is probably like, what does that have to do with Evan Bouchard? He is your, at least today, Probably number one right-winger or right-handed defenseman, I should say, not right-winger. Maybe put him up on the right wing. I'd like to see what that looks like. Anyway, it's going to be another interesting situation. I don't know how it's going to play out. I have no idea what's going to happen here, but we'll see what happens. Of course, the arbitration date for Ryan McLeod is set for August 4th. And with that, I'm going to bring in my boy Waz. I'm going to give him a call. We're going to see how this goes on the roadcaster through the Bluetooth. Oh! We're ringing. Hello, sir. Waz, we're recording yes. better late than never right now, pal. How are you doing?
3: It's a great podcast. Okay.
4: You are cutting out or I'm cutting out, and we're not having a good start here testing out my Rodecaster Bluetooth capabilities, Waz. Let's see how it goes.
3: I'm, I'm optimistic.
4: I'm optimistic, too. So why I wanted to call you, is because tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, you have an article going up at OilersNation.com where you asked, who's the first Edmonton Oiler that you fell in love with? And I love the question. I think it's fun to do this kind of stuff because all of us have a different answer. So I'm going to start off by asking you, Waz, two questions. Number one, who is the Oiler that made you fall in love with the team? Was there a specific player? Mm -hmm. And second, the second question is just as you were putting this together, because you take all of your answers from social media, what did you kind of learn from doing this exercise?
3: So the first player that I fell in love with, right? Yep. Uh, Mine was Sam Gagne. I posted the answer on social media. It was because he was signing autographs at a Best Buy opening near my house. And uh, it was like that, like a 10-year-old Waz gets an autograph and with the Oilers.
4: I mean, that's not like for a kid that like one of my answers that I would say is probably Bill Ranford Waz because of the exact same thing. Back in the Rexall Place days, especially in the early 90s, you used to be able to go underneath the arena and hang out outside the Oilers dressing room and they would come over and sign autographs for kids. So the first autograph I ever got was from Bill Ranford and I'll never forget it. So Sam Gagne is a great pick and for the- that reason.
3: Yeah, and even right now I'm I'm staring at the image he signed for me. I uh, have on my wall still to this day, so
4: what was it? What'd you get? What'd you get um, signed?
3: Oh, I signed a picture. It said Best Buy from Sam Gagne.
4: <laughs> I like that it was a sponsored picture that he had. I love that.
3: <laughs> so I, I tried getting a photo with him, but we had like the, one of those shitty cameras back in the day and yeah, sure. ah, that sucks. So, but what I learned from the exercise, Bill Ranford was a popular answer.
4: Yep. Understandably so. Uh, Alex Hemsky. Another great he one got for a long lot t- of love. For, a, for a lot of us, was like Hemsky was the only reason to watch for a long time. The Oilers were bad and oh, he was their best player for a long time.
3: Well, yeah, also, like, I, I grew up in that time with Gagne, Hemsky, Paul Eberly. So Hemsky was one of the more exciting players to follow.
4: Yeah, he really was. I see. I'm looking in the back end too. Obviously, a notable one uh, Ryan Smith. How can you not love Captain Canada? How can you not love Smitty?
3: The one that surprised me, though, there was. I didn't really. In the article, it was an honorable mention, but people loved Bill Flett. Bill Flett? Do you know who Bill Flett is? I do
4: not know who Bill Flett is. You know what that? That's the kind of Oilers. So go ahead. <laughs>
3: No, he's like that one oiler that like, uh, got one of the best beards, mustaches in franchise history.
4: I'm going to Google this right now while we're talking. Bill Flett. You know what? This beard is outrageous. It does look excellent.
3: <laughs>
4: this but, was the kind uh, of... So, uh,
3: I think he... Yeah, go
4: ahead. I was just going to say Bill Flett. Was it Wanye who answered this? Because that's the kind of name that Wanye would come up with. He's great at coming up with obscure oilers that you just forget that they existed.
3: No, I saw once someone other than Wanya, you when know, Wanya didn't even answer, there was, there was a couple answers on Facebook and Twitter. Mm. Yeah. So, of course, Facebook was more, you know, they're talking about like Kretzky, Messier, yep. Semenko.
4: The classics, as we call so, them. yeah. Don't well, wait. Doug Waite was a great one. So back in the day was, it's too bad that they don't still do this. I've talked about it on Real Life a handful of times. Uh, the Oilers used to have a thing called Carnival of Champions where you could go hang out See, with... somebody...
3: Sorry. yeah, Somebody commented that. I'm like, what's Carnival Champions? So
4: Carnival of Champions was, they used to hold it at Rexall Place or Skyreach Center or whatever it was called in those days. And you could go play games, essentially, with Edmonton Oilers and at that time, Edmonton Eskimos. So like for me... You could go, you know, stand in line and get your picture taken with Doug Waite, which is what I did. You could go shoot foam pucks on an Oilers goalie. So I shot on Freddie Brathwaite with a foam puck, and it was just kind of cool because I was a little kid. He let it in. Um, They they used to do really cool activations with the public, and I wish that they still did that because it was so much fun. And like for a little guy like me at that time, it really attached me to the Edmonton Oilers.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me and Sam Gagne, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. He signs an autograph for you, maybe said, hi, how you doing? Gives you a little attention, and then all of a sudden, you're hooked for life.
3: And it's kind of like why I'm always open to Gagne returning Oilers. (laughs) Bring him back. Bring mm -hmm. him back.
4: Mm -hmm. Maybe there's time, Waz. Maybe there's still time. Cruising around socials a little bit. Obviously, if you don't know Waz, Waz runs all our social medias for Oilers Nation and beyond. He does a lot of stuff around the network as well. Did you ask also ask this question on TikTok? Like, who is your first favorite oiler?
3: Uh, I did not.
4: Oh, uh, because I would have been curious to see. Just because we have such different, like, if you look at wasn't I, I talk know. about this a lot at the office where what somebody says on Facebook is not what they say on Twitter or X dot com. Are you calling it X dot
3: com, Was? Not yet. Uh, the logo's still confusing me a bit.
4: Yeah, it's confusing me too, pal. But like the the what I was getting to is the answers on Facebook are not Twitter, they're not Instagram, they're not TikTok. So TikTok, the demo is just much younger than some of the other socials that we have. So I've just been really curious. Like I see you mention in here, Taylor Hall got some some mentions, and to me that's wild because I mean I'm just I'm just quite a bit older than you, but it's wild that of course Taylor Hall was somebody's first favorite oiler.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, like I think he was my second favorite Oilers. I think, um, for whatever reason, it's like I loved Ryan Smith, but I never got attached to him like some kids. Yeah, like, probably, my friends love Dwayne Rolson.
4: Yeah, like probably because I imagine. Like, w- when did you really, really become an Oilers fan? Like, how old do you think you were, or what era?
3: Maybe the year after he created.
4: Yeah, so you didn't you didn't see like peak Ryan Smith. Like I was in the building in 2006 when he got yeah. his teeth knocked out and then he came back and got an assist on the OT winner to Sean Horikov So like those were the memories that locked me into Ryan Smith. Um you were just probably too young to have all that.
3: Yeah, I have some memories of 06. 06 will always stand out. Uh, I think Pronger and Wilson were the two players that really stood out to me. I remember being 9 years old. And I went to a birthday party at Hooters. Mm. <laughs> nice. A nine-year-old celebrating a party at Hooters. But, um, well, what, a,
4: what a magical day that them, must have been.
3: Yes, yes. We went to the water park and then we went to Hooters.
4: Oh, great day. For a for young Wallace yeah. come on. That's a great day.
3: But uh, I had to ask the kid, like, are Jason Smith and Ryan Smith related? <laughs> I thought they were brothers for the longest time.
4: Well... Fair enough. You know, both named Smith, didn't know that they were spelled differently. I get it. Yeah. Hey, if you don't mind, Waz, I want to ask you just because I've got you on here. Um, right now, the Women's World Cup is going on. And as I'm looking mm-hmm. here today, Canada beat the Republic of Ireland. What's yes. What can you tell me about Canada's chances at the Women's World Cup? Because obviously they won the Olympics. So to me, I don't pay attention to soccer or football. Sorry, Waz. Um, I don't pay attention, so teach me. Give me a little primer on what we can expect Canada at the Women's World Cup.
3: Canada at the Women's World Cup, um, I'd say they have a nice mix of experience, young, skillful talent. Um, I would definitely check out Caroline's podcast uh, because they've been doing in-depth analysis of the World Cup. But I would say it's like... It's tough to say 70 30 mm. for Canada to win the World Cup. Maybe it's a little too much. Luck, but Who would be like. They just defeated Ireland today.
4: Yeah, they just defeated Ireland. So I want to ask you the reason I'm asking you, too, is I've got a bet. We haven't set the stakes yet with Dukes. You know Dukes. To, uh, yeah. When does Canada play Australia?
3: It's coming up pre- next. I think they're in the same group
4: it's coming up pretty a quick duck. here so i'm gonna i'm gonna or, google this while we got while we're talking about it what what do you think our chances are against australia because if if you say that we've got good okay so we've got monday july 31st at 4 a.m canada plays australia what do you think our chances are against the aussies because i want to i want to make a bet with dukes we are going to a uh, bet something and we're going to donate the the loser is going to donate to charity. So I would love to have mm. Dukes donating to the Edmonton Humane Society, but I need to make sure that we're going to lock this in. And if you tell me that Canada's got a good chance against the Aussies, I'm going to put, we're going to make this a heavy bet with Dukes.
3: I want, okay. So I need to look at their lineup real quick. I know sure. Australia is missing golden girl, Sam Kerr. So that gives us a bit of an edge. I think Christine Sinclair might be injured. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give Canada the slight edge, you know, being Olympic champions, Australia's got some soil, but I think, I think Canada's a bit better on paper.
4: All right. Well, there you have it was. I'm going to take your word on it. Dukes. I'm coming for you, bro. I'm coming for you for the Monday, July 31st game, Canada, Australia, the women's world cup. Was course 4 a.m.? Court? 4 a.m., yeah. That's a bright and early game, Was.
3: <laughs> let me ask um, you a no question. Event, uh, I will not be waking up for that.
4: Well, let me ask you a question. Let's say there was a game at 4 a.m. that you did want to watch. Would you think you'd be better off staying up until 4 a.m. or trying to wake up at 4 a.m.?
3: Oh, I'd rather wake up just, uh you gives you a chance to get a little bit more done during the day. Yep, that's fair. I'll allow it. I'll All allow right. it. I actually did that during the Men's World Cup for... Uh, it was Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. It was 100% worth it because the Saudis beat Argentina. What do you... And then,
4: Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, you go... What do you make about the, the, the talk of that Mbappe contract?
3: Oh, it's that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen, but Saudi is taking over the world of soccer. While they're signing players for ridiculous fees, water is no money is water to them, basically.
4: Yeah, essentially, essentially.
5: Are you going to ask Waz about the birds, or are we not going to acknowledge the birds?
4: I wasn't going to ask Waz about the birds, Zayton. I saw I, a
5: giant bird
3: uh, over the weekend.
4: Uh
3: huh. I think it was a pelican.
4: I also saw a pelican over the weekend. How'd that make you feel? It was on it? A make lake. You, were you? Were you murderous rage?
3: No, I, I have to respect it.
5: Can we get eyes on that pelican to make sure this kid didn't kill that pelican? Look, there's there's birds all over <laughs> the city, was. I know you're doing it. I've been watching you do it, was.
3: I didn't even know we had pelicans in Alberta for the longest time.
4: But to be honest, you don't see them often. That's for sure. I was surprised to see a pelican the other day. It's like.
3: We have geese, but pelicans. Yeah,
4: we do have geese. Geese are assholes. Um, Another thing I want to ask you about was is something that we talk about. You and I talk about in the office a little bit. You've been with us now for three years or two
3: years. Yeah, it's like two and a half almost. I don't know.
4: Two and a half. So a minute. You've been with us a minute. Now we are in another off season. We are in late July, going into August. How are you finding coming up with content for the Oilers at this time, especially when there is absolutely no news? There's no rumors. All we can talk about is Ryan McLeod. How are you finding it so far this summer?
3: Speaking of Ryan McLeod, I think I've posted about him like four times today. (laughs) Uh So I can't wait for that comment. What is... uh?
4: Um, what's the kind of vibe when you post about Ryan McLeod on social? Like, are people angry that this is dragging on? or are they just like, sign him, or they do not care?
3: That's a great question, because I posted something just recently, a little video on McLeod, and people are saying, he's not worth two mil. He's not worth over more than two mil. In my opinion, I think he's worth two mil. But people don't want to see him get more than two mil, two and a half. So...
4: Well, that was a, so right before I called you, was doing a little talk about the Ryan McLeod arbitration. And, you know, Frank said he doesn't think that the team and the player are close on the negotiations just yet. But before that, I talked about your Darnell Nurse article where he said, look, I feel like I've been blamed for everything from a goal against traffic on Stony Plain Road. You wrote that article. It absolutely smashed on the site this week. What was it kind of like? What was it kind of like for you putting that one together?
3: Um, it was a lot of fun. The response was interesting because people took it a little too out of context. They thought he was crying. Yeah. It was a quote cl- where he was, just, he kind of, he, he laughed it off.
4: It was a clear joke to me.
3: Yeah. But I was really happy to hear him talk about the contract because that's all people talk about, about Darn Nurse.
4: Yep. You're 100% right. You're 100% so to right. kind
3: of get his opinion on it was nice to hear. Um, I, I do wonder how he handles social media. Does he just stay off of it? I, I there's think... always so much negativity about Darnell.
4: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Don't you think though that if you were a pro athlete, was that you? I like. I think for me, I would not have social media outside of like maybe I would have someone run a social media account for me. Where it's like, hey, um, like Connor, you know what I mean? Where he's like, hey, I got new fucking yeah. CCM skates or whatever. What do you think? you I would think do? I think
3: I would try to avoid it, but also if I wanted to say something, I I would say something. Yeah, I'd I have. I so. try to have more fun with it. Well, if I was in Darnell's position, I would stay off at one hundred percent. Yeah, I would too. I
4: would too. There's, there's. I just can't imagine him checking his Twitter as any fun ever.
3: But uh, back to your original comment sure. about how do how goes like posting content this late in the off season? It's been kind of it's been going well. It has been going well. I've I've kind of got a nice layout idea of what I want to post throughout the day. Uh, I've been working on some new graphics for social. They've been doing well, so been nice.
4: How do you think that your? How do you think you've evolved your opinion on posting content in the two and a half, close to three years that you've been working at Oilers Nation?
3: opinion what do you mean my opinion like
4: like when you first started and when we first would have conversations about being like no like we don't want to post only a couple times a day we want to post the max amount we can every day and now just that's your routine and you're working on new graphics so like do you think your opinion on posting things on social has changed at all working with us or do you think it's just been a natural evolution of what you were doing before
3: i think I'm a, i've had a lot more fun with it now it's like i'll post something and if some people don't like it it's all good it's yeah. like it's whatever it's i i know that the good content will always come during the regular season and then you know some content hits some content misses
4: but as we always do we just keep posting
3: exactly like i might have a post that's like this is a little weird but i'm gonna post it anyway it's like next thing you know let's go like three thousand likes
4: yeah some things, it's one of the funny things, again, taking you guys behind the scenes is sometimes we think things are not going to do well and they do incredibly well. And then the reverse also happens where maybe we think something's going to smash and it doesn't do so well. Like as an example, on the website specifically, like when Waz pitched that idea for the Darnell Nurse quote from Luke con- uh podcast, off. I was like, oh yeah, this one's going to pop. And it did.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Waz,
4: you now have the most viewed article in July with that one.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate
4: that. I'm going to, before I let you go here, my question of the week is, I'm going to ask you because I'm going to get to it a little bit later. What is the worst fast food restaurant and why? And the reason I asked this was is because I found this rating from Rave Reviews. It's not new by any means. It's a couple years old at this point, but it said, and I was surprised to see this, the most hated fast food brand in Canada is Orange Julius. And I don't even think oh, wow. of Orange Julius ever. So maybe, I don't know who's hating Orange Julius. I just don't think of it. So I guess my question to you is, what is your most hated fast food brand and why?
3: Um, I don't know if it's hated, but I never go to Burger King. That got a lot of votes. <laughs> Burger King got a Burger lot of King, votes. Yeah. Doesn't get a lot of love. I find that their meal deals are very cheap, and that kind of worries me. <laughs>
2: um,
3: another one I think is maybe Taco Time.
2: Mm,
4: interesting.
3: I've had like all right meals here and there, but sometimes it's just it's a weird place. It's like it's knockoff Taco Bell.
4: It is. It's one of those ones where, like Taco Bell, I go in there not expecting a legit, fantastic taco. It's just one of those. I have hey, been
3: I- really good. I- I had their version of a country off Supreme at 11. It was very good, actually. But after that, it's like, <laughs> I, what? <well>, yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, taco time. Get What's a little the shrapnel from those. Sorry.
3: What's the best, do you think?
4: Well, this one's a tougher one for me because I want to think about like I've asked a, good, a different question version of that question on the podcast before, where it's like, if you could only eat at one fast food restaurant for the rest of your life, which one would it be? So I think about it that way. <laughs> to me, I want I like a fast food place that's got a little bit of variety. Um, you okay. know, like I could never pick KFC because like I love chicken, but well, I guess I don't really like KFC that much, but I can never pick KFC because it's only chicken. You know what I mean? There's like that's what else do you do? So like I would always pick something like McDonald's, and that would surprise people because they have burgers, they've got chicken, you can have some nugs if you it's, want, you can have ice cream. Actually,
3: it's not as bad as people make it out to be.
4: It's like you know what you get when you go in McDonald's. It doesn't matter yeah. where it is on earth. If you go in a McDonald's, you know what you're going to get.
3: I'm always satisfied with chicken nuggets.
4: Who doesn't love nuggies? Come on, man. <laughs> right? Of course. What's your favorite Wells?
3: Um. Honestly, you, you made a good point with the lack of variety. Like You want variety. But I'm going to go with Five
4: Guys. Mm, I haven't had Five Guys in a while. I had it
3: last night. Go ahead. And I was just satisfied. Like, this is the perfect burger.
4: The perfect burger, eh? Hmm.
3: I think so. From a fast food restaurant.
4: Maybe I need to pop into a uh, Five Guys. I haven't gone in forever. I haven't gone in forever. All right, pal. Well, I appreciate you. Perfect. Check out Waz's article tomorrow morning. We're we're talking on Wednesday evening, Waz and I right now. So on Thursday morning to lead off the day, Waz got a fresh one going up at oilersnation.com. First oiler that made you fall in love with the team. And if you're listening to this right now, hit up me and Waz on social and let Mm -hmm. us know. Because I want to know who your favorite player was that you started really, really digging the Oilers. Because Waz, where do people follow you on social?
3: Uh, you can go on me on X or Twitter. <laughs> and that's, it's Waz with three Zs.
4: I don't like that. I, like, I'm on Twitter right now. I don't like this X thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're bored, check out my newest YouTube video for the Nation YouTube channel. Oh, what do you got? I put up a little video thing. Here's why Ryan Cloud is important to the end of Noilers.
4: Ooh, I like that. Go subscribe and so download all of
3: it. A- yeah.
4: Go do it. Go check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. See more Waz there. And also all over our socials and on the website. Thanks for uh thanks for jumping on for a couple minutes here, pal.
3: No worries, take care. I appreciate Talk. it. Talk to you
4: more. There goes Waz. He's a good dude. I love that guy. Does good stuff for us on social. He is going to be making the clips for this week's show because Liam is on vacation. I already know that we're at 40 minutes and I got a whole lot of voicemails to get to. So with that in mind, it is time to get to
6: a little betting talk right after this. You're already listening to Better Late Than Never. Why don't you tell a friend, a human, a family member? Yes. Even if you run a hotel, Manuel! Oops. Here we go. Yes. Neither of you.
4: For our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and could do so responsible, let's talk a little bit of betting. Just a little bit of betting. So last week, I was chasing the juice on my Daniel Ricardo bet for the top six. And let me tell you, it did not win. It did not happen. It did not happen. Now, looking ahead at the Belgian Grand Prix, where I really just... Max Verstappen is minus 350. And those odds, I might actually put a couple of dollars on it because you're not going to get a huge return, but you're probably going to get a return. The good news is that the guy is just lightning fast. But if you want to chase the juice a little bit, myself and Gavin, the intern, we were talking about Lando Norris. He's got two podium finishes in back to back races. He is plus 900 to win the race, uh, the Belgian Grand Prix, but I don't know that he's going to do it. Is that actually this weekend? By the way, the F1 schedule is so fucking dumb. It is this weekend. Excellent. So I can talk F1. I was like, let's talk betting about F1 and then we'll just not have a race for nine weeks because that's what this sport does. All right. so podium finish here. This is what I'm looking at. Lando Norris is minus 150 for a podium finish, which is interesting because he got a couple back-to-back. Max Verstappen minus 700. Sergio Perez minus 163 and he's in that Red Bull. He came all the way back to finish in third last weekend at the Hungarian Grand Prix. So if you're looking for a couple of extra shekels, why not talk a little F1? I'm still struggling with baseball, by the way. I'm still struggling. I just, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I don't understand. Like, I understand the sport. That's not what I, I'm do I But I don't understand the sport, if, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know. Either way, so I'm going to be betting on F1. If you want to bet... You are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. Make sure you do it with our friends at Betway. They are fantastic folks, and they've got fantastic options and odds for you.
7: Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. You're listening to Better Late Than Never telling you to stay the fuck out of Calgary.
4: For Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, I don't actually have a righteous sack beating today.
8: You want to see a man, boy?
4: I don't have one today because nothing's really annoying me. Like I could get really pissed off about people dropping their fucking drugs on the grass that my dog eats. Maybe that's the righteous act beating. Hey, if you're taking drugs, take them. <laughs> don't leave them on the ground for my fucking dog. Um <laughs> uh, Anyway, I don't want to get upset again. I can feel it. I can feel it bubbling up just thinking about Frank being sick, and it just rattles me. Um, so I'm going to change gears this this week, and I'm going to go with the question of the week for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, Trilogy is an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain a full-time operating units in a Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Every tool you need, including... <gasps> Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tools you need. TrilogyRentals.ca As I mentioned with Waz, I asked, what is the worst, the worst, the worst fast food restaurant why? Now, Zachary Lang, Nation Network News Director, says, honestly, KFC kind of ass. Some people like Zach's quote. I'm not a huge fan of KFC. I don't have qualms with KFC. I will murder popcorn chicken all day. Wheaton Oil says, most fast food places have at least something redeeming in them except Burger King. There's nothing at Burger King you can't get at, you can't get better at multiple other places. At its absolute best, it is replacement level. It is the Leonard Petrel of fast food places. Now,
8: now, the
4: Leonard Petrel reference it puts it over the top. Nation Network Editor-in-Chief David Quadrelli says it's got to be Burger King, right? TubeSock says never had Arby's, so I'm going to guess that. I blocked and reported him. Sean Maloney, Sean Malugane, says if Arby's didn't have curly fries, they would have died out years ago ducks and hides how dare you but my friend patrick jumped in and says don't mind me i'm stretching before a fight and he posted a picture of a man in an arby's tracksuit i don't know where you can get that weapon but i think i would look very sexy in it the burger baron says that backstabbing girlfriend stealing bastard pete's pete's drive-in burger joint in quotation surveyor brett with a spicy take that i quite like because i hate their coffee outside of the vanilla cream cold brew tim hortons Mike says, I have to say Burger King, there's nothing they provide that gets me interested in going there. (laughs) For Trilogy Rentals, of course, we're working through the question of the week. What is the worst fast food restaurant of all time? I'm sure we're going to have some more in the voicemail. I'm looking forward to those too. But Bryce says, this is probably going to get me a lot of hate, but Mary Brown's. That uh, that one is very surprising to me. Very, very surprising. Mary Brown's, they make good chicken. In, unless they don't. One time I went to Mary Brown's and it was just not bad, not good. And I haven't been back since. <laughs> uh, Dirt and Diploma says McDonald's. It's too salty, too processed, and the fries are freaking horrendous, which, wow. I'm a huge McDonald's fan, fries guy. Huge McDonald's fries. Dirt and Diploma. I don't hate you, but I'm mad at you right now. Chris says, DQ for anything other than ice cream and Burger King. Resistance, Yeg says, Burger King went way downhill in the 2000s. J.T. Seidel says, Dairy Queen, their food is garbage. Burger 316, Colin says, Quiznos, if they're even still around. Is there Quiznos? I haven't seen a Quiznos in a while. There used to be one across the street from me, but now it's gone. It's like um. I don't know what it is, but it's not. It's definitely not Quiznos anymore. I'm going to... Hang on. I'm going to see the Quiznos Edmonton. I'm going to Google. Let me see how many locations there are. Oh, fuck. There's only three Quiznos in Edmonton left? Wow. 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 Oh, I guess they've got like some mall locations or something. So five Quiznos locations in Edmonton. That is crazy to me. Wow. Wow. According to Scrape Hero, there are still 102 Quiznos restaurants in Canada as of May 4th, 2023. The province with the most number of Quiznos is British Columbia with 33 restaurants or one-third of the total across the country. Quiznos come and gone, huh? Hmm. kind of forgot about them if I'm being honest, and I guess clearly everyone else did too. Um, Thomas Turfloth says it's kfc and it's not close 420 hockey man says arby's ari says arby's both of you have been blocked reported and i am digging through your garbage to find nefarious details about you hamp says carl's jr's garbage ryan probert says subway fuck that shit and tally's dad the penguin says arby's go ahead and report me which i then did promptly love this I love food conversations because everybody's so opinion on them, opinionated on them and they've all got their takes on what rules, what doesn't rule, anything in between. I love it. So I'm probably going to ask more food, food questions uh, as we go through the summer here because I love them. I love them. And that's where we're going to ra- wrap up what was supposed to be the righteous sack beating for my friends at Trilogy Oil Filled Rentals.
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com
4: slash host.
8: Hey, everyone. It's me, Bagged Milk, and you're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk. Now, go and buy a fucking car from Alfa Romeo Redmondton, I'll find where you live and shit in your fucking letterbox.
4: <laughs> the voicemail brought to you by Alva Romeo of Edmonton. The Tenali has landed book a test drive today at alpharomeoedmonton.ca. The Tonali is an SUV. It's their entry level kind of SUV if you want to get into the luxury market. I cannot wait to test drive one of these. I booked myself into test drive one in a couple weeks, I think. I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned for some pictures of the Tonali. The thing looks awesome. I cannot wait to get myself inside of that whip. It looks great. Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, is the sponsor of the voicemail Alpha Romeo Edmonton CA. Let's start off with the first voicemail. Is coming from Chad.
1: Hey, Beg milk. I have a little concert story from one I went to last week. Please. Um it was at Starlight Room, kind of like a real
4: great venue, by the way. If you get to see a band at Starlight Room, it rules. Small place, awesome.
1: The heavy underground you know, show there. So I know that there's going to be moshing stage diving, all that shit. It's part of the culture been around a long time i get that um so i wanted to just watch not really be part of that so i parked myself with my elbows on the stage as far right as i could go so i would you know sort of be out of the main area
4: so like i'm picturing it like from the back looking at the stage you're all the way far right on the stage you were right up against it elbows on i get you i can visualize
1: where crazy stuff was happening Um, I had this one guy three times, he ripped, basically ripped me by my shoulders away from the stage so he could jump up and stage dive. Um, like I'm not a dickhead. Like if you say, Hey, I want to jump up on the stage. Could you like move over? Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, to just rip me three times, like just completely, Violently, honestly. Uh I don't think that's cool. Um that is worse not cool. yet though, the second time he went up there, he went and bear hugged the singer um and ripped the microphone out of his hand and nope. started singing the part himself. Um to me that's just making the night about yourself. Yep. Um you don't care about anybody else's yep. time. Um. yeah I didn't think that was cool let me know your thoughts
4: yeah I agree with you that's not cool Um, I wish you would have said who the name of the band was Uh, I love a good punk rock show I love a good punk rock show so there's part of it I've been to concerts at small venues and punk shows specifically where people have gotten up on stage and jumped off like I get it. It's like you said, Chad. It's part of the culture. You go in there. If you've gone to one before, you kind of expect it going in so you adjust accordingly, which it sounds like you tried to do. What I don't like is the guy not just being like, hey, man, I want to jump off the stage. Can you help me? Because any mosh pit I've ever been in my life, and I've been in dozens of them, you just ask, hey, man, I want to crowd surf. And they'll be like, oh, up you go. Just a little communication with the people around you. And also mosh pit culture, if someone falls, you pick them up. That's what you do. So this guy sounds like if someone falls, he's just going to step on them. Because one, if I go to my favorite band, which I don't know if it was your favorite band or not, it doesn't matter. If I go to a band that I've paid for and I want to see them perform, I don't want some asshole singing the song. I That song may be my favorite song that band performs. And I don't want some dude who has nothing to do with the band getting in the way of my good time. Maybe I'm selfish. I don't know. Chat again, you're up.
1: Hey, Bag Milk. I have an Oilers meeting story. Oh, let's Sorry do it. A second.
4: Man, we did, a, uh, we did a hard pivot here. I'm into it.
1: Voicemail. Um, I was at the Pint downtown, mm-hmm. um, and I was at the booth, like, right by the entrance, and I was facing the entrance. Um, and Matt Benning walked in, and I was already hammered. And uh, he, like, kind of walked in, and he kind of, like, stopped near the table just to, like, kind of scope it out. And I just looked up at him and I said, you're sick. And I put my hand out and he fist bumped me and he's like, thanks. And that was the end of the interaction. That's the only oiler I've ever met.
4: I love that because it's such like a, it's such a, just like a silly thing. You're sick. Oh, thanks buddy. And he gives you a fist bump. But I also bet for him, Chad, that was probably one of the coolest interactions that he had that day because it was so non-threatening. You gave him a compliment. Regardless, it was a drunk guy compliment. I, you know, we'll forget that for a second. Quick fist bump. He moves on with his life. He didn't try to have a conversation. He didn't try to bog him down. He didn't try to do any of that shit. So he probably appreciated it. One time I was uh, was at a local establishment and Connor McDavid walked in. (laughs) I was hammered. Hammered, hammered. And I turned to my left because one of my buddies points over my shoulder, I turned to my left and there's Connor McDavid, and I said something, I don't remember what I said, but it was close to, you're sick, I'm like dude, fucking sweet game, or something like that, I wish I could remember what I said and I shook his hand and that was it <laughs> uh, players, I think, and this is just my own, my own thoughts players probably don't mind you going to say hi to them, just don't be annoying about it, that's all, Next next message this one's anonymous
8: Fucking right, You know? Bad milk. I fucking can't do it. Oh,
1: shit. It's 3 a.m. And I got this great fucking idea for a voicemail. (laughs) Oh, shit.
4: (laughs) Calling into old bag milk at 3 a.m., eh? All right, all right. All right, all right. Next anonymous voicemail.
2: Fucking, you know, you know why you should vote for me and not Don Volley? <laughs> I'm not annoying your ear holes with
4: <laughs> annoying Chewbacca sounds. <laughs> Fuck, I can't do it. Oh,
3: my God, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, until I get it. I want to get this. This is this is, fucking, this is this is fucking, this is fucking, this is fucking very fucking
2: stupid.
4: All right, well. But whatever. I hope the next five are all you that are anonymous. Let's check in on this
5: one. Good afternoon. <laughs> this is the Donk here. At some point, you're going to cut this guy off. Can't be leaving five ten voicemails at 3am and then just telling yourself you suck. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ew. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going
5: to allow this to happen.
0: Uh, I I can't I can't. <laughs>
4: I've got an idea what this next fourteen seconds is gonna be like.
1: And it's an 0-2 pitch, ground ball to short, flip the first. That's a good <laughs> play right there. He picked it right off the dirt. A nice <laughs> stab at first base to grab the ball and go team donkey, you <laughs> bastards.
4: Okay, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit. I love this podcast. Of course, we're working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Uh, another anonymous. This is coming in. I wish I could see what time it was at.
6: Good afternoon. Ah, it's the dog. Wherever game. you are. Time difference, etc. This presidential election needs to step up. And yes, I am challenging Mr. Duke's and the child that who should be playing on his bike and delivering papers or something <laughs> I don't know I like it. you've got uh, i'm trying not to say spunk but you know you've got spunk wow it's it's like uh, my eighties american uh, what's it called i don't know um what's the thing about the bell with um that? <laughs> Tiffany Tiffany ambery oh sorry me. Tiffany, um, Tiffany Amber Theisen,
4: <laughs> How did she come into this voicemail? Oh, my Lord. Man, she was a babe. I loved her when I was a, in probably high school. Younger than that, probably. Oh, Tiffany Amber Theisen, I love
6: you. I hope you're doing well. Yes, yes. Saved by the bell. Yeah, you've got spunk, etc., young boy. <laughs> Which is apparently not a great thing to say right now. Anyway, stuff <laughs> off. Um, I endorse a presidential special of better late than never who's with me or who more importantly is quite against me Mm. so i was on
4: threads the other day you can follow me at hi my name is bag milk if you're on threads and where is it now electronic jordan You need a better... Come on, Zuckerberg. I need to be able to sort my mentions better. All right, here we go. Electronic Jordan sent me a link that says worldclockmeetingplanner.com. This is going to be for Donkey Volley and for Dukes to see if I can't um, organize a chat where the three of us can sync it up. Otherwise, I might have to do... I might have to do just individually. That won't be as fun. But ultimately, I just want to talk to the boys. So that's really what it's about, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's both or whether we just have fun together, which is what I would like to do. Um, we're going to try to figure that out. So Electronic Jordan sent me a little tool that I can try and plan it out with, and then we're going to work on that with the boys. Again, that was also why I tried calling Waz through the RogueCaster today. I'm curious how that, how that sounded for you. So if you're listening to the podcast and you went, hey, man, that was phone call sounded like shit. Don't do that. Then I'll know that I need to do some work in the settings and I will do so. So let me know. Give me some feedback on that. Uh, next voicemail for the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail inbox.
6: This is a message for young Ben, a whippersnapper in the better late than never presidential election. <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Donkey. De long. Je peux aussi parler de long. Where? Ouais. Oh. now get on your bike and go and deliver papers. Emmett needs papers. Come on. <laughs> Do we need
4: papers? Do we need papers though? Another anonymous voicemail. I don't see Ben in my voicemail at all this week. I got a lot though this week, so we got to rip through him.
6: Good afternoon. <laughs> it's yes. <laughs> it's the donkey. Mm-hmm. We need to step this up. Yep. I challenge Dukes and young Ben, if he's not on his bike and delivering papers, to a challenge. A challenge of an as-live presidential debate. What have you got to hide, boys? I want the people of this podcast to know what I stand for. And then let the people decide. The valued valued listeners.
4: I like um I like serious Donkey. I do. There's another four second message coming, I'm gonna guess it's him again. <laughs>
6: Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: donkey Volley, I like you, man. I really do. Again, I think I mentioned this. this is it Doggy Volley again? Might be. Um, I mentioned this last week, but there's a group text on Instagram between or I guess a group chat, whatever on Instagram between me, Dukes, and Doggy Volley, and those two were fucking madmen. Dukes posted a video in there the other day of him slapping the bass, and it was just it made me laugh. He was kind of playing, not really playing, just fucking around. He's just, I don't know, it was entertaining to look at. I do that. David Quadrelli right now is texting me like he's pitching article ideas, which is what his job is. So I respect it. So I'm going to call him, too. We're going to do another phone call on here. We're going to try to fuck around here during the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail, and I'm going to see how it sounds if I can talk to quads here real quick. I just want to pitch this idea. Maybe get your help as you send in voicemails and just kind of workshop some stuff with me. So I'm going to call quads here. We're going to try. This is take two of calling somebody quads you are i'm recording a podcast right now and i'm testing my roadcaster with my phone via bluetooth yeah so you are a guest on my podcast an impromptu guest
7: it's very echoey
4: that's what was said too you're the second phone call that i've tried so far and it's echoey (laughs) and i don't know how to fix it um
7: are you connected like what's your what's your roadcaster connected to what do you mean like, is it plugged into your computer? Or are you doing it directly into the computer?
4: Yeah, directly into the computer. Okay. So, so the, my phone right now is on Bluetooth.
7: Because okay. Turn I've, down every knob. All right. Except it. for your output. Yeah. Which should be going into headphones, right? Yep. And then turn down all the bikes except for yours.
4: All right, everything's down except the the mic and the Bluetooth fader, which is you. Okay. Is that any better?
7: It's still echoing. No, it's still echoing. I don't know <laughs> what the issue is. Shit, man. Well,
4: I'm workshopping some stuff, so I figured, like, you're texting me right now about an interesting idea, and I thought yeah. a couple of minutes, I just was, one, I'm going to try another phone call with, with quads on the podcast, and then two... um, I want to talk about the idea a little bit. So the idea is biggest one hit wonders in Oilers history and you're sending this to editors across the network. So when you think of one hit wonders, what does that mean to you, Waz? Or was quads?
7: Well I was thinking like just guys who showed up on the scene and were very promising but then turned out to be nothing. So So do you mean like they had like a hot Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say from an Oiler's perspective, like I'm curious who you would say because I'm I was looking at the Canucks ones, and I saw Anders Nilsson, who I found out played for the Oilers. Yes, he did. Yep, I didn't even know he did. I didn't know he had a stint with them. But I was looking with the Canucks, and when it happened in Vancouver, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be the one A one B with Jacob Markstrom. Like, this is the six foot six Swedish goaltender who's going to get to work with Ian Clark. It's going to be amazing." Everything's going to be fine. He's going to rebuild his career in Vancouver. And he had some really solid starts where he put up like a 931 save percentage over a decent stretch of games. And everybody thought this is the goal for in the future. Like he's going to be the next Jacob Markstrom. And like, well, you not even the next Jacob Markstrom, just the guy that was going to take the starting job ahead of Jacob Markstrom. And it just didn't work out that way.
4: The only guy, like, I got to put some thought into it because I I think it's fun, this article idea. The only person that comes to mind off the top of my head was the Oilers traded for Derek Roy back in 2014-15. And he turned into kind of like a Nail Yakupov whisperer. In 46 games, he had 11 goals, 11 assists, and 22 points. So people thought, like, you know, for a middle sixer that he would come in and be able to contribute and help as a veteran presence. And then he just, he didn't come back here. (laughs)
7: Uh, you just described Derek Roy his tenure in Vancouver as well, <laughs> like exactly what happened in Vancouver is what happened in Edmonton.
4: Well, there you have it, so Derek Roy is could be an answer on both. Maybe we should just write each other's articles here
7: <laughs> exactly absolutely and like I'm, okay so so let's think let's think harder like for for Edmonton, let's think in Edmonton, and you know what this reminds me of is the whole puck doku puck doku. Immaculate grid that yeah. game that's going on right now. How are you at of that game?
4: How are you at that game, by the way?
7: I'm actually pretty good. I the other day I did an all Vancouver Canucks answer. Every player I answered was a Vancouver Canuck. And the other day there was one uh where every answer was Todd Bertuzzi. Like if you were able to use multiple players, Todd Mercuse was eligible for every box.
4: I'm so bad at Puck Doku that it's like I just <laughs> Players will come and go out of my life, and then I forget they existed. I move on. Yep, that's fair. So, Puck Doku, I haven't played today, but I will confess this to you now, Quads.
7: Podcast confessions.
4: I have only gone nine for nine on the grid once.
7: Yeah, I'm better at the baseball one. I'll I'll gladly tell you that. My knowledge of baseball guys from way back when is much higher than it is for NHL. Like I'll, I'll be honest about that. I'm better at the baseball one than I am hockey. Have you tried the
4: baseball one? No, I could never do that. I've really only started getting like I used to watch baseball a lot. I used to watch the Jays a lot when Roy Halladay was playing. Um, mm-hmm. I used to watch most games with my dad then, and we would watch them a lot. But then I went probably a 15 year gap where I didn't watch any baseball at all. So I just wow. started getting again,
7: That's right. That.
4: Yeah, and then I just started getting back into the Jays kind of last year. Just because it's, uh, it's it's, a sport where you can you can have baseball on in the background and you don't have to pay full attention to it. You can kind of do other things and then you can pay attention when you want. That's what I like about baseball. Um, I love going to baseball games. I've been to, a, I don't know, five, six Riverhawks mm-hmm. games. I'm going to Vancouver in September. Are the Vancouver Giants still going to be playing in September or no?
7: The Vancouver Giants are a WHL team. Well, what's that, sorry, what, the, the Vancouver, Vancouver Canadians is what I meant.
3: That's right. The Vancouver
7: Canadians will be because they're now a high A team. So they, they used to have a season that ran from, um, like, they started in June and then it ended in, like, late August, early September. But now they're on the minor league baseball schedule for a high A team, which mm-hmm. starts in April and ends in late September with playoffs in October. So that has led to a lot of rainouts, I will be honest with you. There has been rainouts in the games that happened in the start of April.
4: So I guess my question is, is there a chance then, Quads, that when I'm in Vancouver in mid-September that you and I can go to a Vancouver Canadians game?
7: Undoubtedly, and I think we could even get paper there too. And you can have a yard dog, which is a three-foot-long hot dog.
4: That's too much dog for me.
7: Yeah, it's not when you have three people.
4: Oh, just like like we could have like a lady in the tramp situation, me and Faber when we kiss in the middle?
7: Exactly. You 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 string it along, uh, along all three of our laps, and then we just lift up in unison and just eat.
4: All right. I'm in. Since I've got you quads before I let you go, because uh take you behind the scenes, dear listeners. Quads and I have spent a lot of time on the phone together today. Um, I need to ask you my question of the week. Uh, Trilogy of Field Rentals, I just was doing it. The worst fast food chain ever, Quads, is and why?
7: So it's Burger King, and I replied to your creed about this because I'm very passionate about this. And like, I, I had someone reply to me and say, oh, well, you can't say Subway because that's the obvious answer. Is it I though? Like Subway.
4: Is Subway the obvious answer? I would disagree with that. In fact, if, I we're, disagree talking,
7: with that too.
4: if we're talking straight sub places, I would say I'd pick uh, Subway over Mr. Sub any day.
7: Mr. Sub, Quiznos, I would take Subway for sure. Like, people people don't appreciate a good sandwich is the thing. Like, we don't you're getting a fast food sandwich. How good do you think it's going to be?
4: Do you know that, so somebody in my mentions on Twitter or X.com, whatever the fuck Elon wants to call it today, um, mentioned Quiznos, and then the qualifier was Quiznos if they're still around. So what I had to Google there, Quiznos are disappearing at an alarming rate. Did you know this? No, I didn't. There are only five Quiznos left in all of Edmonton now. And they used to be everywhere. Ah. And I Ah. also learned, Quads, that one-third of all remaining Quiznos left in Canada
7: are in BC. Wow, that's interesting because I I can't even name one close to me. Like, I don't don't even know where there is one.
4: Yeah, like there was one across the street from me and it's like a card shop or something now. Like, I have no idea what it is, but it's not even a food thing anymore.
7: Wow. And that's, you know, that's the unfortunate case for Arby's too. There's two Arby's in BC. Thankfully they're both within an hour drive of me, but they're still close to 45 minutes away.
4: You know what? Too many people uh, said Arby's as the answer for this question. So I've had to block and report a lot of people on social media.
7: Well, that's the thing is, is people are just uneducated, right? Like, that's right. If you have, if you have the fries, like if you have the little curly fries, and you walk away saying that this is the worst fast food establishment you've ever been to. You need to go to more fast food establishments because it's just incorrect. You it's have no Burger taste buds. King. It's Burger King. I landed on Burger King and it's true. Like it is Burger King. There's, there's good things about Burger King, but when you look at it as a whole, it's the worst fast food place. <laughs> it.
4: I, also, I couldn't tell you the last time I ate at a Burger King, to be honest.
7: I have no idea. Okay, well, here's the thing is, why would you, right? Like, like That's the <laughs> thing. It is, if people say Subway, okay, what's the better sandwich place? Because I can name about four better burger places than Burger King.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody... Um, right? So that's what it comes down to. Wheat and Oil on, on Twitter said that Burger King is replacement-level food, if you're giving it an NHL analogy.
7: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
4: there goes frank frank's off so quads i will let you go thank you for accepting my call i want to get your idea on the podcast i think it's a good one if you're listening to this hit me and quads up on social because i want to know who's your one hit wonders for the oilers what about the canucks help us do our work we're very lazy in the summer aren't we quads that's
7: right that's right thank you for having me
4: all right buddy thanks for picking up thanks for the feedback and trying to help me fix the echo on this bluetooth machine here
7: Right on, buddy. Long live Arby's.
4: Long live Arby's. There goes Quads, editor-in-chief of the Nation Network. Love that dude. I love him. Back to the voicemail for Alpha Romeo of Edmonton.
2: Um, I gotta be a little bit quiet because it happens to be 2 a.m. on a Sunday. What a great decision when I have to work tomorrow morning. Anyway, um, I was listening to the pod earlier.
4: Ah, shit. Why did that happen? Why did that happen?
2: Fuck. Um, I got to be a little bit quiet because it happens to be 2 a.m. What is happening? What is happening? I got to be a little bit quiet because it happens to be 2 a.m. Why are you um, calling me at 2 a.m.? Your... On a Sunday. What a great decision when I have to work tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was listening to the pod earlier, and I kind of realized... That I should give Too Hot to Handle a shot. Yeah, you got it. And holy shit, I just binged the first seven episodes all since about (laughs) three (laughs) o'clock. Wow. Yeah. The show is like honestly terrible, but it's so good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm addicted. I'm going to have to go back and watch season one through four because it's unreal. It is. It's a great uh, show. Too hot to handle. Also, I, Alex, Alex is my guy. I I want that guy to do good.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Too hot to handle. Yeah. Last week I talked about maybe doing like some too hot to handle content. Um, Just to kind of have fun with it and give you guys some different episodes throughout the week. So I might do a season recap. I'm thinking about it. I'm caught up. I'm waiting for the new episodes. I've got notes in my phone, so I might do a season recap, but we'll see. I'm glad you guys are getting into too hot to handle. I'm also jealous that you've never watched it before and you've got all those seasons to go back to. It is a great, great show. That is absolutely terrible.
8: Is this a message for donkey volley? <laughs> Dude, you fucking suck.
4: <laughs> eloquent in his brevity you
8: know good afternoon desolate the never listener you're not gonna fool me this time in addition to endorsing myself as your president i would also like to take this opportunity to endorse the sport of badger
7: fucking <laughs>
5: listen if you're gonna fuck a badger you gotta be careful okay they've got claws and teeth listen i went out in the woods dukes had me going out there i was intrigued you know i was gonna experience new things satan is open to new things and then all of a sudden duke sends me on a badger fucking expose or expedition i should say and it did not go well for satan you be careful in these streets
4: this one comes in from Random Canadian. Random Canadian.
8: Uh, hey, Bag Milk, this this is not Presto. It's the Random Canadian. <laughs> uh, I've had an idea about what we could potentially name this community. Yeah. And I think it, it fits well with what we're about.
4: Milk Duds was a popular one. Um, I wish I could remember all of Captain Felton's suggestions from last week off the top of my head because they were very
8: funny. And uh, the whole nation fucking have a nation in the name. So um, what do you think of this? Go ahead. Lactation nation. (laughs) Uh, Just an idea I had while I was (laughs) picturing Donkey Volley fucking a badger. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) let's go Oilers.
4: Let's go Oilers indeed. Lactation Nation. I don't know if I support my leaky nipples. Uh, next one. Let's go.
0: Okay, I have not... Uh, fuck.
4: Well, could have passed that one.
0: As I was saying, I have not been on here in so long. First, I would like to talk about the season. Um, I think that the season was pretty entertaining. You know, I feel like it was... There there wasn't as many uh, ups and downs. Are we talking about the Oilers? You want to talk about the season ending? Man, we
4: were like... That happened two months ago. Anyway, I'll follow it through.
0: It's like extreme as the season before, um, which was nice. But... Uh,
4: no coaches got fired. That's good, right? Shout out to Dave Tippett. He's probably retiring, living his best life somewhere.
0: Yeah, I, I really think we could have won the Stanley Cup. Me too. Um, if we had better goaltending. And... Uh, you know, more depth, more depth showed up, but um, yeah, um, uh, I think that Campbell's gonna rebound and have a bounce back season. Me too. Uh, and you know, I, I, I just feel it. You know, I think that he'll show up, and if he doesn't, and if somehow this person has not been traded yet, I think they go after Hart uh during deadline next year's deadline, if he's not taken. I don't know how he won't be by the end of the summer, but yeah, uh, as far as this election goes, I'm going to have to go Donkey Volley. Donkey Volley, uh, yeah, Definitely, you know, you know, a long-term uh, contributor. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, I had to get a car or two. I don't know what to get though. I want to get a Subi, but I don't know. I always hear that boxer engines aren't uh, very reliable, but you know, it's better than a, better than a Miata.
4: How about you go get yourself into a Alfa Romeo? Of course, you were leaving leaving a message on the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. The Tanali. If you're talking about cars like a Subaru, go 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 test drive a Tanali. I encourage you. I sat in one; it's beautiful. Question for the Australians is next. Play.
0: Also, I just want to ask uh, two questions to uh, Donkey Valley and uh, Dukes.
4: Well, Donkey Valley is uh, he's actually English. Yeah, he's from Northern England. Dukes is Australian, though, so I don't know if this question will apply to both anymore, or at least one of them will be an answer.
0: How do you guys deal with huntsman spiders? Because if I remember correctly, you guys are from <laughs> Australia.
4: <laughs> it is a good question. How do you deal with huntsman spiders? <clears throat> They're huge. I've seen them. I've been to Australia, and I've seen them. They're gigantic. I don't like it.
0: I don't think you guys are from New Zealand. I don't I don't ever remember that, but if, I did, if, I, if I'm forgetting <laughs> something, then I forgot something. But... Yeah, how the fuck do you deal with that? Like, imagine waking up from a hangover, right? You actually have good hangover food, right? You don't have veggies with fucking butter, Tyler. What the fuck, Tyler? Mm-hmm. And you know, you just wake up and you you know, you go to the you, know, you go take a fucking piss, and then to the left of you, just some giant ass spider next to you. Like, like how the fuck do you, like how, how do you like not freak out, like? Like, you guys are just fucking built different cuz that happened to me i'd be like fucking terrified I, I guess like they don't get agitated easily but like like at this point you might as well just give them the keys to the fucking house <laughs> who are
4: you sir who are you you need to leave more voicemails cuz you were all over the place shout out to the uh kiwis dukes and donkey volley ari you are up
8: Sorry, bagged milk, but uh, the worst, the all-time worst fast food chain. Don't say it. It's a uh, it's Arby's. God damn it! <laughs> I will never go out of my way to go to an Arby's. Damn it! Uh, it's like a dollar store Wendy's in my opinion.
4: Oh, how dare like, you!
8: Less of everything and like worse quality. Um, if I didn't pick Arby's, I'd go with McDonald's because what? I saw that one documentary of the guy who ate McDonald's
4: for a month. Yeah, and uh, me. He got a whole bunch of health problems after that. Mm. And I've like, I've only been there twice. So like, it's kind of scared me off ever since then. Really? Hmm. I like McDonald's, but at the same point, it's like when I eat there, I know what I'm getting. Why? I know it's not healthy. So the thing with Morgan Spurlock eating McDonald's every meal for 30 days, like nobody does that. At least I don't think so. If you do, you should, you know, mix in a salad and some fucking water every now and then. But that's what ultimately led to Morgan Spurlock's health issues is that's too much McDonald's. But you know what? If you pop in there... You're good and shittered, two in the morning, get some nugs once in a while. Come on, man, that's good living.
8: This is a message for that imposter from last week. What are you doing? What are you doing trying to be me? You'll never be me. <laughs> You'll never be me.
4: Ne- oh, yeah, I forgot. Ben tried to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impersonation last year or last week, and it was so bad. It would go, it was kind of like an Irish accent. It was the best. I loved it. Ben, you're the best.
8: And even be Donkey Voley. Well, you probably be Donkeyville really, because that guy's an <laughs> asshole. But anyway, why are you trying to be me for? You need to put it down. Put the voicemail
4: down. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Alfred Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Two more left. Let's go.
8: Brimey, old bad milk. You never got to fucking believe this. Go ahead. Now, I've got a friend. I know that might be hard to believe, but I do have a friend or an acquaintance, at least, shall we say, who will remain nameless for tax reasons. <laughs> he invited me along to this social group last week <laughs> called the Durham County Badger Fuckers. <laughs> now, Aww. they, you know, they all seem like pretty sound blokes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just just proper geezers that can talk a, talk a bit of bollocks. You know, cry about England fucking losing the ashes to Australia. And, you know, maybe shagging a badger or two. But <laughs> there was this one fellow, apparently he runs the show. He's the president of the group. Mm-hmm. Mate, I never thought I'd lose an erection inside a badger <laughs> before. I never thought that would <laughs> happen in my life, right?
4: Uh-huh. But he's
8: only come, across, uh, come along mid-badger, mind you. And started talking about trading Ryan Nugent up because for a fucking fifth round pick. Now, mate, just like the English's performance in the Ashes, that's just not cricket, mate. That's just (laughs) not cricket. You're going to have to fucking cut him off. I think his name was... I don't know, but he's a badger fucker, so fuck him.
4: There might... uh, Hmm... That anonymous voicemail may have had had an agenda to it, but I could be wrong. Last voicemail for Alvaro Romeo of Edmonton. Let's hit it.
8: Hello, Bag Milk. It's your old pal, Kate, here. In regards to your question this week, and let me just preface by saying I know this is going to cause some controversy and most likely get me blocked, (laughs) reported, deleted, (laughs) Don't you dare say it, Kate. Don't you dare say it. was, is and always will be Arby's. Damn it. No, I will not be having <laughs> any questions at this time. And I wish you <laughs> a good day, sir.
4: <laughs> Why has everybody got to hurt me? Kate comes in last voicemail of the week. I'm getting set to send this voicemail file off to Waz so we can cut up some clips and then you go and hurt me like that, Kate. Well, it's tough on these streets for us, RB fans. Not a lot of us left, it seems. I'm going to have to hit up every location this weekend just to make sure that they at least sold something this weekend. You know? I'll do a tour if I have to. I'll pick up Rick on my way. I'll grab Jay. The three of us will go hit up Arby's everywhere. And we'll eat it all. And we will eat it all. And that's where we're going to end off the Alvaro May of Edmonton voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Check them out. Romeo Edmonton.ca. Book in to test drive the Tenali. I promise you will not regret it. Okay? Okay. And there you have it. Another episode of Better Late Than Never in the books. Thank you guys so much for being here. I want to thank the audio department, Trilogy, Field Rentals, Betway, and of course, Alpha Romeo of Edmonton for making this all possible. Most importantly, all of you for leaving voicemails, participating, even though some of you hurt my feelings. Some of you took a very specific shot at me with your Arby's hatred, but I'll forgive you. I will forgive you. Last thing I want to say, take care of your dogs, all right? Make sure you give them a cuddle. All of your dogs, hug them tighter today because shit's getting weird out there.
5: Tie-tie, why won't you kiss me? Why won't you kiss me on the mouth? Tie-tie, will be so cold. Put your head in line Let's have a nice time with the meeting of our elbows.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.